Now let's look at who's been running this country since World War II. They have some involvement in all of these. What is the link? What do cars have to do with books, you might ask? The Trilateral Commission with the Council on Foreign Relations. You ever hear of them? Well, neither did I until I noticed the chain coincidence. They have members on the boards of all the largest corporations. Not one detail has been left out. Am I right? Do you feel it? Yes. Do you know what Bobby Ray Inman was doing before he was running the microelectronics and the computer tech corporation? Well, guess, a CIA director is public knowledge. Do you run out of Kleenex, paper towels, and toilet paper at the same time? You know it's true. It's all true. You remember how Governor White... So, the, the thing with us, though, is that, like... We're some of like uh, it's it's easier for us to talk about this shit because none of us really have like a traumatic Mormon experience. Like I have friends that like it's like they get really upset when talking about a lot of this yeah. stuff. That they can't even like we can talk about it in abstract, even though I mean obviously like we grew up in it. Like um, you know Jordan's obviously still a member. We're we're all ethnically <laughs> Mormon, but like we didn't ha- like our family. Our families haven't ostracized us. We. Can, can still like function with you know the people we grew up with and all that so but there are people that like it's really tough to even like talk about like this type of stuff just because it's so like i don't know they like got kicked out of their house when they were a teenager because they were gay or something like that like that shit yeah. has happened way too often but like it is such an interesting and like funny thing to like learn about because it's just chaos it's just it's amazing and ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, I know I, I have a friend who was raised Mormon, and she and her brother, at least one of her brothers, I think her other brother is still in the church, and so is her mom. Um, mm-hmm. But she and her one brother, who's gay, both like sued to be taken off of the, you know, roles or whatever. But um, yeah, I know it's like always very tenuous with her mom because her mom you know will just be like have you considered perhaps yeah. she just like no <laughs> no it's never gonna happen it's yeah. never gonna happen it, it, it's it's interesting like my my parents or at least my mom i think my mom had i've had my the best at my parents i have the best relationship with my mom but it's been like the one that's been the hardest to maintain at certain points but like yeah. i think she's gotten to the point where She's developed what I, th- I can only assume is she is taking what really should be if you're Mormon having like an eternal perspective on things and be like, oh, if things don't work out in this life the way that I want, like if my kids don't, haven't, you know, done everything that I would have liked them for them to do, there's still going to be a chance after we're after we all die, which is what Mormons believe. Like they like there is, you know, like people have always joked that Mormons believe you're going to hell or whatever for drinking coffee. They don't believe Hitler's going to hell. Like that's the type of like, le- like of of leeway that really does exist in Mormon doctrine. After you die, is that ostensibly you could you could the only thing that you're not supposed to do is meet Jesus face to face and be like see a dog and like flip flip him <laughs> off and pretend he doesn't exist. Like that's the that's the worst thing you can do. But like other than that, like it really is a doctrinal belief that like there's time after you die to make things right. So but, I would uh, like to uh, see there needs the to be life more after YOLO death Mormon is exactly thing. the same as life. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like so. Um, 
You get a read it. I mean, so I think my, my mom in particular, the reason I, I think we have a way better relationship now because she can be like, oh, you know, I'm, I bet in her brain she thinks like, oh, well, if things don't like work out, if if I die and he dies before he comes back to church, then he'll maybe he'll join again after we, we die. Well, they can always baptize you after you die. That is true. Yeah, once you're in spirit jail and all that too, and <laughs> the missionaries come and visit you and just, hey, yeah, no, you had a bad first experience. You want to come back? Yep. What yeah. if we did so this like again? It, yeah. Yeah, come on. Absolutely. I mean, I know you didn't dig it the first time, but Round how about <laughs> how about this? I think that, isn't well, that how like so Anne Frank now. ended up getting yes, Anne Frank got yes. baptized like twenty times? Yes, or whatever. they posthumously Sorry, baptized what? Anne Frank. Who? Yeah. The Mormon like Church. Oh my God. Got her ass, no, dude. Wait, this is no. the, the, Mormon, <laughs> the Mormon. They did what Black Hammer couldn't. The, the Mormon <laughs> version of I believe Anne oh, Frank oh. would have been a believer. I am so obsessed with Black Hammer right now. I am so. We can't. We can't do a Black Hammer okay, segue. I'm sorry. I it's too much. That, like four hour live stream the other night. I watched the I entire thing. I didn't. I oh did not. God. I'm so fascinated by Ghazi. I'm so obsessed right now. I mean, you know, if you guys pitch hard enough and join the reparations corps, you can probably convince them to do their compound out in Utah instead of Colorado. They cannot afford Utah. (laughs) They can't afford Colorado either, apparently. That Colorado. I wish Hammer City was was real. real. They were so close. All you got to do is just do the Bundy thing and just hit like the BLM land in Nevada. Like we're not moving. Yeah. Yeah. There's precedent for this. The the Mormons like like Ammon Bundy are doing this in Oregon right now. They have an autonomy. My fucking cue is the book on Ammon Bundy. Yeah. Ammon (laughs) Bundy has an autonomous autonomous zone currently. Like he's doing what Black Hammer should be doing, except for. Not it's not for poor colonized people. It's for just like other white guys who own heads of cattle. <laughs> yes, it's, it, it's the it best. He does not live on zone. governed land. I don't think. So. Well, I think I think at a certain point the United States government was just like, worth. is the grazing fee worth it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Far more trouble than it's yeah. worth to have to dome a bunch of dudes at like in the middle of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, and just make yeah. a bunch of murders. Yeah, because like, that's yeah. what they did. Really try not to do Ruby Ridge round two with Ammon Bundy. I'm pretty yeah, sure. they yeah, did it this Ruby, time. If, this time they're live streaming on Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's way worse. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that Waco like composite risk management stuff. It's like, okay, which yes. is the tipping point to outrage? How many can we kill? We gotta yeah. just doing like just doing like a pro con list with the fucking white nationalist movement, in the United yes. States. If straight up, if no one ever found out about Ruby Ridge or Waco, they would have smoked Ammon Bundy already. Oh, like, easily guaranteed. So, oh, Owen went to the bathroom again. Happens. That's all right. Happens when you drink fucked up beers. <laughs> right through you. Just destroys kidney bladder do you, control. Do you guys have any good beers? So I have celiac disease, so I don't drink beer anymore. Uh, that sucks. We, I, there are a lot of. We actually do weirdly have a lot of good local beer companies here. I don't know why, but like I'll be in, I'll be in like California, and I'll see people wearing like Utah Beer Company T-shirts. There's like, there's like a really like good counter counter culture scene here i guess that you have to you it's it's annoying that you have to call like the bar and alcohol scene counter culture because but it is in a way um but yeah we've it's gotten a lot better over like the last like 10 years especially but yeah yeah i mean you guys have a lot of the same problem well i know provo has a lot of the same problems pittsburgh does because of the tech stuff but um oh yeah like the 
beer stuff here is just very stupid. The one thing I will say is that I do really want to go to Utah. So I actually have stopped drinking a lot. I drink substantially less than I used to. And, but one of the things that I really like are like craft, non-alcoholic beers because I'm an asshole. Really? No, that sounds fun. My job, my job is, I, I do like support for a tech company. So my job at the end of the day, like pretty much destroys me, but I can't sleep yep. if I drink alcohol. So, um, there's like one that I've tried that I've liked, but I know there's a bunch of really good ones. In you to me feel like I'm a bad oh, influence on you. <laughs> you are. Yeah. I'm a terrible. <laughs> came over with like a six pack today at like 2 p.m. <laughs> on a Sunday. I mean, to be fair, it's, it's my weekend because I work Fridays and Saturdays. But it's all of our. Oh, wait. It's Sunday. Yeah. It's, my <laughs> sa- it's my Saturday is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Okay. It's okay, the day gosh. of rest, everyone. All right. Not yeah. for Owen. The, the day of podcast. Thing. Um, yeah, I was gonna say earlier um, when you were talking about making the drinks behind the like, like the Zion or, curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. cool. I you like, should have a missile no, defense system called so that. I know. I hear. So you you say that, and I think like, oh, making cocktails is a kind. of It's like a school of magic, and you have to protect the secrets of craft. Cocktails. Thank you. That makes me feel very cool. <laughs> <laughs> you with like the job. I I love it because it's actually it's like it's like bar drinks are a kind of wizardry. <laughs> like that's the implication in my brain when I think about like that's a pur- how they should have. That would have been a way better marketing than what it really was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's like a purple it's velvet kind magic. of like a la like a um a Heaven's Gate. That they just drape yeah. over their hands. I <laughs> actually wear the exact Heaven's Gate uniform every time I bartend. Nice. I got oh the Nikes God. and everything. <laughs> the actual idea was that if kids literally just see the idea of alcohol existing, it immediately turns them into a degenerate. But which, like, really doesn't say much for the like Mormon moral ideology, right? That's not even the dumbest like alcohol law in Utah's history either. Yeah, we have I mean, way worse ones. <laughs> we had like the old membership system too, where you'd actually have to buy a membership to a club in order to drink there. So yeah. you'd have to buy like a nightly membership. You know somewhere. what? North Carolina oh, is the geez. same way. Oh, yeah, they, they do. Have what? So do all Ashton- bars have a cover? All sort of. You have to either be a member of the bar or have a member with you. So when we would go to, so yep. a lot of we would go to tour in Asheville. We would tour Asheville a lot because Asheville, North Carolina, is the only place in the United States of America where people listen to crust music after two thousand two. That's right. Um, so we would go down there a bunch, and we would have to like, you put your name down at the front with a guy who just sits outside and a bunch of my friends are assholes and have been that guy because that's a job that pays you money. It's just to be there taking people's names down. There's some good bars, though. You should go to Asheville. <laughs> Head- yeah, Asheville's okay. a good place. Yeah. Heads right. up. Okay. Heads up, just so everyone knows, we've got about 10 minutes till this uh, chat oh, needs a reset. God damn it. We <laughs> <All> just <laughs> totally got distracted. Bullshit. We were going to do like a second part of this episode and we just talked about oh stupid shit. Okay. So let's... Let's do a lightning round of all the crazy things about Utah. It's been 20 years since 9-11. This year, the world-renowned Tabernacle Choir and Orchestra at Temple Square commemorate the anniversary with a special music and the spoken word broadcast. 9-11, coming together. Well, before, you know, in our, like, two two different Google Meets ago, um, Kyle kind of 
pulled us into this next topic very well, talking about like kind of the politics of Mormonism and how the church itself and like kind of the church's desire to say nothing at all ever, if humanly possible, um, leads us to this next topic, which is the growing and fairly new thing, Deseret nationalism, which I know you guys oh, are familiar with. Yes. <laughs> God. Uh, slightly actually familiar with the oh, yeah. as they call it. Desnat. Yeah. Desnat. We owe Dez- our audience Dez- another follow-up, actually, because like a little bit more stuff has gone down since the last time we talked about it. Anytime we... Oh, okay, Jordan, tell us what it is first. Okay, so desert nationalism is just pretty much like your standard alt-right fascist bullshit just wrapped up in a nice Mormonism package at this point. What it really is is they love the imagery around like Brigham Young, especially. Like that sucks because we use Brigham Young as our imagery for all of our stuff too. So once again, not fash. Thank you. Someone did it, uh, recently think we were part of the like our LDS church recently <laughs> during that one was weird <laughs> during Greg's fight with uh, Jennifer Ham slash Zenny. One of her like one of her. Warriors th- like accused said we were part of the FL or R or FLDS church, which was really odd. I didn't really know what was going on there, but anyway, yeah, I was very confused. Mm-hmm. That's what, um, uh, as a reminder, when Zenny told uh Greg that he was a cunt and she hoped that he drowned next time we go <laughs> because he called her a moron. That was really funny. <laughs> that it rules. was pretty good. Okay, sorry, continue. Okay, so like desert nationalism is really like people who want to make like a essentially like a caliphate for mormonism for some reason whatsoever um what they really like envision is because there was in 1856 there was this thing called the utah war where the u.s government like invaded utah because they heard mormonism was in revolt so like james buchanan the president sent the entire like u.s army out there which is really convenient because the confederacy like seceded while the army was in utah but yeah happens so these guys pretty much is like cosplay as like the people who fought against the government and also think that forming their own state based around mormonism will be a great idea for the world and utah in general yeah and like if you didn't know much about mormonism and you came in contact with this group you honestly probably wouldn't know they were mormons Um, because they don't do i mean other than like brigham young like they don't really use imagery from a lot of well-known Mormon people, like even Joseph Smith, for instance, like they never talk about Joseph Smith at all. And they only talk about like the most, and they they always, they talk about the most violent pieces of both the, the modern Mormon church. And then also characters and figures from the book of Mormon itself. So, uh, people that ostensibly lived like 2000 years ago or whatever. Um, they also, will reference a lot of the like stuff from them that was incredibly violent and like uh very racist as well and then they like will maybe just dabble in the protocols of the elders of zion as well (laughs) maybe they'll just uh, start recommending that to some people seen that a few times recently so that's been nice um very not fond of jews um but as as a local desnat guy who's running for city council here would say He's met a Jew, and they had a really good conversation. Um, oh, cool. All right. But the guy well, on his opening team. Opening hearts and city, minds. Yep. Yeah. The guy on his team that's uh, for to help his city council election is the one that was telling people to read the protocols. So, um, yeah, it's uh, 
it's fucked up. And the, so they got really popular in like the Utah like online sphere because they used this hashtag Desnat to like find each other and keep track of each other online and find each other's content. They really were just sick of getting ratioed for all their shit takes. So they started attaching a hashtag so they could essentially put it up like the goddamn bat signal so they could all run to each other's rescue, throw in some likes, throw in some defense. Uh, Get those um, hearts going. On Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, so like taking the context like way far back because like, you know, most of probably most of the people who listen to this podcast are in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. So the word Deseret comes from the Book of Mormon. And also that was before Utah became a state. Utah was named for the Ute and Paiute Indians who lived in yeah. the area. Um, the Brigham Young wanted to name it Deseret. And again, it's another thing that is in um, Under the Band of Heaven. But they talk a lot about how like Brigham Young wanted to be the king like the religious king like the theocratic yeah. king of mormons of utah and then they would invade the united states and take over mm-hmm. um one and, of the things that essentially he was too i mean for like up until like his death like he was like the de facto leader of utah basically mm-hmm. yeah up until i think like abraham lincoln was the president who like uh started kind of trying to claw back some of the United States power in that territory but and yeah the land itself like the the proposed like boundary of Deseret like from Brigham Young it, it included Arizona, California, Colorado, <laughs> Idaho, Nevada, New Mexico, Oregon, Utah and Wyoming like it had like chunks of all of those states almost all of Utah almost all of Nevada down to like probably pretty close to LA or like San Diego into like modern Mexico and over it's like this massive like thing i think it was like it was like mid 19th century that was like the plan yeah <laughs> was to have well i mean because it was also at the same time at which like virginia was also like virginia yeah. South, north carolina south carolina georgia most of florida part of louisiana mm-hmm. um <laughs> but so i do think that that like the the the, so the word Deseret nationalism comes from this ala stewart character i don't know how familiar you guys are with ala stewart I do. Oh yeah, that's wife of the purpose, right? Yeah, yep, wife, purposeful story. wife. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, it's, oh, yeah. oh my God! Wait, that is her. I only yeah. know her as a purposeful wife. She is the one who came did, up with the term. Oh my God! Of course she did. I think. Wait, did, we talked about her on our first Desnat episode, right? With yeah, Evan. we did talk yeah. about her a little bit too, just because like she was like the canary in the coal mine for like mm-hmm. every Utah Nazi ever. Yeah. Yep. She. She left the Mormon Church too, right? Yeah, the, the the church pretty much did like a strong rebuke. Like, listen, we're not really into Nazis. That's sweet. <laughs> I mean, officially, we're but not, but so. she's interesting because she also follows that like mommy blogger, crunchy yeah. hippie to like <gasps> Mormon Nazi pipeline. Where like she was uh, so say where Darby wrote this book called Sisters in Hate, um, where she talks about Ayla Stewart, um, this other woman whose name I don't remember, and. Um, Lana Loktef, who does Red Ice Radio. And um, a- she goes into Ayla's history, but Ayla was like a fucking like San Francisco doula midwife hippie lady who like slowly kind of got more and more into like the divine feminine, but then from there turned into this like patriarchal alt, like patriarchal conservative. The internet is a beautiful place. Just beautiful <laughs> things to people's minds. There's so many good things <laughs> happening. I, I just came across her, that old uh, um, avatar that she had for that Twitter account for so long where she was just like, 
looking at it like this or whatever. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, I, that's bringing yeah. back all the memories. Brutal. Yeah. She's been, she she's gone. Me. She's been like off the, off the grid for a long time now. Yeah. She also included the name. Uh, she went by like Ayla Israel for a minute as well. Uh, yeah. She, and she like, she was self-described alt-right, but yeah, as you're saying, like this all came from, uh, formed out of like her little footprint thing that she made. Yeah. Um, it was like her defense squad. Yeah. Yeah. Like you had just had like a bunch of like lonely, like racist Mormons who would come to her defense at all times. It was weird. Yeah. And she was a convert. She like converted mm-hmm. to Mormonism in adulthood. Yeah. It's always yeah. the converts you got to watch out for. Any religion. It's doesn't true. matter. Yeah. But, yeah, like Glenn like Beck. Glenn Beck. Yep. Exactly. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, like the thing about desert nationalism that's interesting to me is that it's there's like a pretty good historical precedent for it like the actual history of mormonism and the things that like brigham young and honestly joseph smith too like believed in and aspired for mormonism like they're it's kind of the same oh i mean (laughs) you look at utah's history i mean you'll see a history of like a very segregated society between whites and black people because of like the priesthood ban within the mormon church it said like anyone like a one drop rule of anyone who had any sort of like black like heritage of themselves couldn't have any priesthood role in the church and you'd have things in like all of the hospitals in salt lake that had like segregated blood banks yep because you because you couldn't do those things i mean like no one in Utah talks about the fact that slavery was legal in Utah. And no one mm-hmm. likes to talk about the fact that like interracial marriage wasn't legal until 1962, even in like a state that wasn't traditionally like a Jim Crow South state. It's, it's just incredible that no one knows his history, but then you pick up on people like say like Ezra Taft Benson, who was a John Birch society yes. member and also prophet of the church. Yeah. And that's Prophet and president to, of the church. Yeah. yeah, and that's when you start to have this huge reactionary turn in the church. Like the church was always pretty traditional and very conservative to begin with, but when you have a guy who's like written in the past that like the civil rights movement was a communist conspiracy, yeah. you just take it to a whole new level. Like you're going through ceilings. Yeah. No. It's it's super it's super fucking interesting because like the the like incredible violence that is so just like sewn into the like culture history and religion of mormonism is so obscured by how like shiny and clean and white everything is and you know like that's the thing that's so crazy to me like being interested in this and like looking at these instagram influencers and the like you know zero shadow high resolution shit it's like looking at that and then thinking about like blood atonement and like all these other just like crazy things that these desnat people are picking up on and it's like with christian fundamentalists and like christian identity with christian identitarianism you can kind of like look at it and be like you people are dumb like this is a totally like deranged reading of these kinds of scriptures like you you know that the person looking at it is looking for this um but with mormonism like if you are going from the mormon 
uh, mindset from the Mormon ideology, like there isn't really a good argument against them other than like, no, it's like, it's almost all foundational in doctrine. Like it really yeah. is. Yeah. And, and but that's, what's so interesting is that like, cause the, so the FLDS and all these other like breakoff groups, like, you know, before Joseph Smith realized that like, oh shit, if everybody can talk to God, then we're going to have a problem here. You get these breakaway groups, but like what that fundamentally means is that like you have all these people all these prophets and presidents who are like making these declarations and it's pretty easy to discount they're pretty easy if you believe in that to like to be like no that's not real yeah (laughs) yeah and like what's what's interesting here and what this has turned into and like a lot of things that we've talked about here is that like there's there's like this war here there's this inter-religion war that's taking place right now especially it's and from what i can tell i I mean I, i these desnot guys can like live they live in other states sometimes. Like this guy that was just recently like found out and like he's his in Alaska. Real information. Yeah, he was in Alaska. He was like he was like a, an attorney for like the state or something like that or a city. I don't know what he was doing. Um, he was the he I got here. He, people found out who he was. He got fired from his job or whatever. So, but so despite the fact that all these guys are, um, they live you know wherever in the country. They're also, it's all very Utah focused. They're always talking about local Utah politics. They're talking about what's going on at BYU. They're talking about BYU students. They're talking about like, even they don't, they can live anywhere. They're always talking about Utah shit. So there's this like inter Mormon war that's taking place in Utah with like all the like liberal types who are, you know, think that they can reform Mormonism into, I don't know what their end goal is quite honestly. Um, cause I, I don't know where you can really take it, but there are some people that are committed to still being Mormon and some are gay and they live, you know, celibate lifestyles and trying to make Mormon, uh, Mormonism a more like inclusive religion for homosexual people. Um, or, I mean, I don't I, I don't know any like current trans members of the church, but I can't imagine that that's a very uh, comfortable existence within the church. I don't know if you can reform it to make it so. But so there's this war between the the progmos, the progressive Mormons, and the Desnat folks who are essentially just in this endless battle of arguing about what like the church should be and trying some that are trying to drag it seemingly back to an incredibly violent, like uh, outwardly violent past and those that are just trying to I don't, I, again, I don't really know what the end goal for the pro, the progressive Mormons is, but there's this struggle that's been taking place here that's super interesting, and the church hasn't really made a statement at all about any of this other than just, like, sh- like warning about online extremism and that type of thing. <laughs> Jordan, are you aware of anything else that they've said other than that? I know no, people were and- really hoping for, like, uh, they do general conference, which is, like, big worldwide broadcast conference two times a year, and they show it over internet and tv or whatever to all the members of the church and people were really hoping this last spring that they were going to comment on desnat in some type of a way which they didn't people are also yeah. hoping they were going to change the rule on coffee which they also didn't <laughs> yeah. no, big um, bummer for the you know 200th year in a row yeah the church doesn't really do anything in the grand tradition of mormonism it's just best to keep your head down and hope it blows over yeah yeah it's it's tough and like i i it's 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 weird being on the outside just i like i really don't have you know stake in the game i feel i feel really bad for those that are part of this church that feel like you know they need to stay in or whatever um 
and try to change things from the inside, even though there's a certain threshold that they're never going to be able to break there. And I mean, and it's simply because what you just said, like a lot of these Desnat beliefs have doctrinal foundation in like the church, like a lot of this stuff is stuff that like the, you know, former member or the former presidencies of this, of this church have said is like official church doctrine and all that. So it's like these Desnat guys have a point in that, like their this church is in a way backing up the things that they believe because that just speaks to how fucked up the like or, origins of the church really are. It's not to say that they have a point in the grander scheme of things, but like if you're a part of this church, like there's a part of you that has to reckon with the fact that like these guys are probably going to be able to just comfortably live in this church in the way that they are currently because they can point to the doctrinal background of the church and say that like it represents what they currently believe, which is violent. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's fucked yeah i know i mean it's super it's super interesting and i guess like to to tie the thread of like all of the things that we were talking about like what i find unique and concerning about the the does not thing because like i to be perfectly honest i only just found out about this like a few months ago um and i was and as i was reading through a bunch of the stuff that like that exposed does not account on twitter does um i was like oh shit like yeah yeah, no that was in like the original fucking dnc and like Mm -hmm. all the shit it it, like what i i guess to tie the threads together what i find concerning about it is that like you know there's there's obviously like a very well-founded concern among like white nationalism researchers and watchers and anti-fascists that like the alt-right to QAnon to Nazi thing like that that the recruiting is there but like I there's a very real concern that like this like pastel QAnon that there's gonna be like a pastel QAnon Mormon to Deseret nationalist pipeline because like yeah these aren't people whose lives have been there's this is not a culture that is um how do I put this? Uh, acculturated to having opinions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say that it's a culture that hasn't been confronted with many of society's harms just because of how, like, homogeneous, like, Utah is in general. I mean, especially if you're in, like, a certain, like, socioeconomic status. Yeah. So it's, it's, also, it's, yeah, continue, Jordan, sorry. So it's very easy for them to compartmentalize a lot of ideas, too. Like, you don't have to, like... It's every time the jazz fans do something racist at the same time, too. It's because, like, a lot of them just have no idea you're not supposed to do racist things because they've never actually had to confront that as, like, a person at all. Right. Yeah. And, like, and a lot of it's easy, even easier for a lot of them to compartmentalize because a lot of these guys served their Mormon two-year missions in a foreign country in which they might have even married a girl that lived there. So, like, a lot of these Desnet guys will have, like, a Latina wife that they married uh, when they went on a South American mission somewhere and they're like, clearly I'm not racist. I brought this, uh, I brought this girl back from her home country, saved her from her fucking favela she was living in. And now we live here in Utah and we're, everything's really great. And I'm clearly not, I'm not, I'm not, I can't be racist. I just post new, all right white nationalist memes constantly. That's the new, How, uh, libertarian guys, Asian wives, Mormon <laughs> guys, Mormon <laughs> guys, not, Latina wives. Literally, and a lot of you these guys go to Southeast Asia on their missions too. So like, yeah. Um, I mean, 
that's what yeah. it comes down to as well too it's like um how can i be racist i spent two years going to a south american country and telling them their culture was wrong yeah <laughs> it's exactly exactly but they have that culture cultural experience so they can't be but yeah it's um it's it, a lot of like they're getting better at towing a line too. I mean, there are some that are like uh, that expose account as post is has like shown certain things, certain times when they've like really gone over, but they are like really good at staying within like a, a frame that can't get them in trouble. Most of them, some of them are like fucking just idiots and will just straight up say that they'll vote for Hitler or whatever. Like, oh, the left is making me vote for Hitler next time around because Joe Biden's a communist or whatever. It's like that comes up sometimes and they just will put that shit out there. And if somebody put that and connected that them to their real account or whatever, in their real life or whatever, they might get in trouble at church or something, but they're becoming increasingly talented at being incredibly like disgusting and abhorrent, but having like a doctrinal backing that they can just be like, Oh, see, this is fine. And you know, they can't really get in trouble for with the church, whether they get in trouble with, with their jobs, as we're seeing, that is another thing. But like, yeah, it, they're all anonymous, so it's pretty hard to find out who they actually are. Yeah. Oh, I think right. institutionally speaking, too, like the biggest sign of where like the church falls on this is it's much easier to be a racist in the church than it is to be, say, gay or trans or, or, or just like a feminist. Politically. Even. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you support abortion rights openly, you can be excommunicated for that. And that's yeah. happened m- yeah. many times. Yeah. Mm hmm. And it's honestly, even if you talk to Mormons, you might get a, a like a confusing um, understanding of what the actual church doctrine is. Like a lot of like, there's a lot of stuff that's just like a lot of church. Uh, what people think is conventional, like Mormon knowledge, is uh, just like Mormon myth type stuff that people have just like passed down, and they'll share in their Sunday school class or whatever. And it, you know, people just like start sharing certain things down, and things just become, you know conventional knowledge but it may not have an actual doctrinal foundation and then it gets even more confusing if you like speak to somebody who's very like uh, vehemently like ex uh, ex mormon is very against the church they might like have a lot of opinions about things that they experienced growing up that also might not be part of the church so it's really hard like under the banner of heaven really is like one of the best books that just like generally talk about the church because it's so um but the mormonism mormonism is interesting because it is a lot like catholicism in that like you have the scripture you have like this you know document of yeah. of religious mythology but what the values and principles of that religion are are fundamentally defined by the person who teaches them to you. Yeah. And, and the person that's leading the church also, because that person that's fluid. Right. So in like the, the idea of a pro the prophet of the church is this, is the person who's essentially, you know, leading the church, guiding the church and receiving direct revelation from God about like what the church should be. So definitionally the like what the prophet is doing is essentially adding to the doctrine of the church based on what they say. And so you have all this confusing shit where you had somebody like Brigham Young, for instance, who was, you know, talking about blood atonements and like now that, that like the church has since talked about how that was not part of church doctrine, but it's like, except that it was. was and it wasn't like, so you have all these prophets that will say these things, make determinations at different times that change the church because it's so it, it's it's incredibly fluid. So that's that's why it's really hard to really know. I mean, you might have you, you can have a, a spectrum of Mormons that all believe very different things, have a you know central grounding in, in, in most areas. But like 
it can vary so much. And especially if you get out of Utah, like the California Mormons that Nick knows um, are generally probably regarded as the cool Mormons compared to a lot of the ones here because they might have been. <laughs> but again, it goes back California to California in general. Yeah. It cool goes back guys. to obedience. It just all goes back to obedience is that like yeah. you don't. Yeah. You aren't aren't like encouraged to question or like probe the beliefs that you're taught by like your Mm -hmm. Sunday school teacher or whoever is leading like the one particular fucking like zone that you're in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like my parents here are like pretty like lower middle class. They have a lot of like pretty wealthy friends in California, in Utah. And I've been around groups of people that like, you know, I listen to their conversations sometime, but like, um, I was at the beach one time with like my parents and some of their friends and uh, one, one this guy, he's like a lawyer. He lives in like fucking uh, Cardiff Beach in San Diego or some sh- shit like that. But he was like, uh, like he he was, I, and my dad's a very, he's like a Facebook warrior conservative guy. He, he was a poli sci major at BYU, served his mission in Venezuela. Um, is very like, yeah, anyway. So I, and this guy was telling my dad, he was like, oh, I always have always thought of myself as like center left or whatever. And then he started like ranting about like the homeless problem in L.A. or just in California in general and like L.A. specifically just talking about how insane it is. And, and like, and, and, you know, hearing hearing these people talk about like a problem like homelessness is it's in all these all these people are Mormon. They're very wealthy or upper upper middle class hearing them talk about a problem like homelessness is one of like the most uh, I like sickening things and like uh, these are people who I would you know I I I generally think they're good people I think or like I you know I think I think that they might think they mean well and they like generally interactions with them are positive but the fact that like they've gotten to a point where they can talk about a problem like homelessness you know in the callous nature in or in that that type of way it's like what do you want them launched into the sun? It's like that barrier that is created where, and I don't, I don't it's, it's a lot of different things that for some people and can be the mindset, the, the prosperity mindset thinking that like, you know, all of this stuff is just, you know, behaving, doing the right things, making the right choices, working really hard. And that's why I get to live this life. Those people didn't do the things that I did so I can speak about them in this way. And that's a very common thing just with like growing up Mormonism in general, just like people who, um, I don't want to use the word conform, but don't necessarily fit into like just the normal, you know, weekend, the Wednesday, you know, young men, young women's, and then the Sunday meetings or whatever, the people that aren't normally in this flow with the people that you see in this flow, the the way that people are spoken about is very, um, it, it's, it's very hard to hear sometimes. And it, it it's worse in Utah because the, you know, most people are here are Mormon, especially in the suburbs, but like, yeah, the, it's, it's really tough to hear, you know, you hear that with a lot of like capitalist people in general, but with Mormonism, it feels very exacerbated at a certain point when it's layered with like, not only am I working hard, but I'm also making, you know, I'm living right too under God. It's very, it's very, it's extremely American. And I mean, I guess that like cycles everything back to like what we were talking about at the beginning, which Mormonism is the American religion. It is like, yeah. It's, and I mean, Christianity in general has has molded itself to being pretty uniquely American. But I mean, Mormonism is a capitalist and a uniquely American capitalist religion. And mm-hmm. like, what is going to happen with it? Like, as things move 
forward like is very interesting um yeah i mean it's it's built to last is is the other thing like yeah the church has more money than almost any organization in this entire country i mean they can hemorrhage members but like that's not going anywhere the most some of the most powerful people in this country have been mormon um and you know you mentioned that like just the just a sure sheer amount of wealth among mormons is so up there so like whether it's climate apocalypse which they're prepared for any type of apocalypse like no sweat for for mormonism because they've got this shit like already planned out yeah um, i guess got it's the vault just... in the mountains they've got everything else it's just so fascinating because like this part of why i'm like so fucking interested in this shit is like because i literally never once been to utah <laughs> <laughs> never in my life poser utah I'm from, fan i'm from like the fucking east coast and so this shit to me is like this magical problem that is yeah. happening somewhere so far away it's so foreign oh just you wait when the bombs fall there'll be nothing left but twinkies cockroaches and mormons it's They're true sweep That's across right. this country. no it's gonna be right there's gonna be ashlands as far as the eye can see yeah and vincent's yeah. and ashlands <laughs> but mm-hmm. but so like it's yeah. it that's what's so fascinating is because like it is like this very real impression thing because like y'all live in fucking utah in the west where it like, is i could very, take like, a real. i could take like a four-hour flight to you or whatever yeah. yeah but like out here it's like have you ever met anybody who's mormon there was a girl who went to the school next to mine who was reportedly <laughs> mormon <laughs> And I swear to God, they treated her like a zoo animal yeah, or something. I've never met anybody. I've, yeah. I've met ex. I met one ex I don't think I know any Mormons. Yeah. In my like day to day life, met I'm, one ex Mormon. There are Jordan, who are like popular. Have you? Is, are there anyone in like the left media sphere who's an ex Mormon? I can't remember. Um. Besides you guys. Sphere. Besides well, us. Not yeah. pop- I mean. Well, except I, for <laughs> other Jordan's not an ex Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah i mean yes honestly yeah. mormons got bad ankles uh, <laughs> that's right the amish don't to go think. to public school first yeah, of all also. yeah i don't know i'm, I'm just thinking think about like anyone. famous people who are mormon and that's like about all i can think of too yeah it's like, there are a oh, lot of famous people but like yeah, yeah I'm, I, I mean, don't know if you want to tie it back to you know our podcast is pittsburgh based so if you want to tie it back to that the Mormons really made the right choice by expanding westward and leaning into that manifest destiny shit. The Amish stayed put, and look what that yeah. did to them. Yeah, well, it also didn't help that like there was, I mean, the Mormons were hunted. Like, yeah, by, they they like, didn't the they East didn't Coast. necessarily leave by choice. There was an extermination <laughs> order put That's out true. by the governor of Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Lillian um, Boggs. Yes. yes. And uh, yeah, so like, I'm really they, glad that I started rereading that book. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's so great. But yeah, well, I mean, that, that's just part of the mythos, though. That's what makes it like so. Like the whole Mormon story is, and the the feeling of religious persecution. And weirdly, what sometimes makes Mormons and Mormonism more sympathetic to like refugees, like Utah is uh, is a weirdly open like to refugee states because of that. Um, they might, you know, completely try to make you assimilate in, in horrific ways once you get here. But um, it's yeah, it's part of the the myth building that's that's really gone into like what modern Mormonism is. And like those like a lot of those Desnat characters that they cosplay as were part of that, like 
um, resistance movement to like the governor of Missouri or whatever. Um, yeah, they're all they're the, all cosplaying the fucking uh, the or, Utah yeah, war. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 fuck. It's freak shit. It's absolutely <laughs> it's, it uh, really is freak shit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being Brigham Young Money where, Boys. Where do where do we find the Brigham Young Money Boys on the internet? All right. Uh, our Twitter uh, follow is BYMoneyPod because I had to change it because for some reason B Young Money Pod was some sort of like cryptocurrency <laughs> thing. So shock. Shock. Right tracks. 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 Um, you can find me at Jordy underscore Utah on Twitter. Uh, Kyle? I am at Kylipso, K Y L Y P S O on Twitter. And, and what's I, what's Greg's? Greg is Dad Sham Dad. And. If you guys are interested in hearing more about how weird and absurd Utah is, especially in politics or society, listen to our podcast, Brigham Young Money. We are on yeah. everything, including Patreon. So yeah, I'm very us. appreciative to you all for having us. It like helps us to like laugh with other people about stuff because sometimes <laughs> when it's just the three of us talking about Desnat stuff, it gets it gets dark. And, like, <laughs> when we've talked about this stuff and then just like racist Utah folks, uh, um, when it comes to like jazz <laughs> basketball, Desnat and Tim Ballard have been some pretty insane shit that we've talked about. But yeah, there's uh there's some good stuff in our archive. We try not to do too much like week in and out news, but we do sometimes. But we also have like probably some of the most insane op-ed <laughs> writers in the entire nation yeah. writing for our local papers here. Shout so out we- to Dirty Mask Bethy- Bethany Mandel, who yeah. is a writer for the Deseret News now. Right. Yeah. Well, we are not good at taking anything yes. seriously, so yins are always welcome back on when you want to yeah. decompress and laugh. That sounds, we, we need to blow off some steam. This sounds great. BYM boys, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. It was great. That's the episode. A little town somewhere in the Midwest gonna put your pictures to that.